Hello, BYWD Tribe. Here's a quick peek at our supplement, product, and book of the month for March 2020. At the end of the podcast, I'll spend a few minutes going into further detail, so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for March is Stress Rebalancer. This is our unique, specially selected blend of adaptogens, vitamins, herbs, and amino acids that will help counteract the negative effects of stress on your body. The 10% discount code for the month of March is Stress Relief. 10. That's lowercase. Our book of the month is F Your Feelings, Master Your Mind, Accomplish Anything and Become a More Significant Human by Ryan Muncy. Our product of the month is Kavaplex from True Kava. Our listeners will receive 20% off using the code and it's all capitals, capital B, capital Y, capital W, capital G, capital K, capital A, capital V, capital A, BYWG, Kava. It is very likely in the month of March we'll have both Ryan Muncy the author of F Your Feelings, and Cameron George from True Kava on the podcast. So keep an eye out. All the links, discount codes, and special offers to the product, supplement, and the book will be listed in the show notes and iTunes, posted on social media, in our weekly newsletter, and on our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now tab. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. I'm your co-host today, Dr. Mike Akinfora. Today's interview, which was amazing, is with Ryan Muncy. Uh, Ryan is the author of F Your Feelings and the co-founder of The Better Human Project. Ryan Muncy is also a sought-after thought leader who specializes in high performance and the development of both individuals and organizations. He personally coaches Olympic and professional athletes, special forces operatives, Hollywood celebrities, and leading entrepreneurs and C-level executives while speaking and hosting leadership workshops around the world. Folks, I got good news and bad news. The good news is it was an absolutely amazing interview. The bad news is we only got half of it. So it was too good to not post So we're going to pick it up where Ryan and I are talking about values, and we are going to have the talking points to that um, on values, action, leadership uh, in the show notes. So I hope you enjoy this abbreviated version of our interview with Ryan Muncy. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, we do that with the office staff uh, once a year because we have new staff. We have – we – we um, hire new staff, and they go on to their careers, and we want their values, their personal values, to align with our company values. And it's really important that they understand that, and then going forward to develop those those values. You know, and, and I say to people that want to make change, most of the time people come into a chiropractor's office, it's because they're in pain. And I look at it as a much bigger, bigger, bigger picture is uh, you, you know, what was it, Tom Landry, um, a coach, a coach gets you to do the things you don't want to do to allow you to become the person you want to become. And that's how I look at when someone comes to see me, you know. When I got the, when I get these 300 pound guys are like, I bent over to pick up the mail and my back went out. Like, is that really like, how heavy was that mail? Like, what'd you, what'd you order? Um, we need to look at the totality of what somebody's doing, see if those values match their actions. And for most people, as you know, 
when you work with them, they actually have no idea what their values are. Right. It's a great exercise to do. It really is. It's, it's invaluable. I mean, it, it, it serves as a filter and a screening process for uh, opportunities that come our way. Um, you know, for people that, you know, may or may not be in our lives. Um, and again, for, for every decision and, and choice that we, we make, whether uh, it's a micro decision throughout the day or, or a macro big life decision. Um, and, and having those to serve as sort of your, your right and left boundaries, um, man, it, it really does help you kind of stay on track, uh, as cliche as that sounds. It really does. And, and, and these are, so the values, how do we say this? The values are the capstone on the pyramid, but it's everything that you do underneath that that supports those values. So you can't have a capstone if, if you're not supporting it. It just can't be. It, it doesn't exist. So you have to support your values with your actions. And your actions are, you know, let's say, let's say one of your values, my, my top value is health because I didn't have health. I had a, <laughs> my daughter who we talked about, um, she didn't sleep through the night for five years. So I was um, 300 pounds. I was, had high cholesterol, high blood pressure, uh, everything. And I realized that, my God, I'm not going to be around to see her play sports to be her best self if I don't take care of myself. So it didn't matter that I was making great money, that I loved doing what I was doing. Um, I was so tired and so cratered by not sleeping that I was truly, truly, truly unhealthy. And it was a switch that flipped for me. And I realized I've, I've got to make this a priority. Yeah, that I love hearing stories like that, and and that's so powerful, <clears throat> not just for you, but but when we think about that from your daughter's perspective too. Um, you know, when I get to talk uh, on leadership, there, there's two statements that I always make. It's it's lead yourself first and lead always, and you know you did both of those things in that example. And when our actions align with our values, we are whether we know it or not leading always. And and if people have kids then you'll understand immediately uh, the importance of this because kids learn more from what we do than anything we can ever say. Um, and, you know, what you showed your daughter in making that choice was that family and health and being there and being able to show up for her meant more to you than, than money or, you know, work, right? And, you know, just think about how many people are demonstrating the opposite to their children. Um, and you know, she may not realize that then she may not even realize it now, but when she's, you know, mid to late twenties, going into thirties, starting a family of her own, she's going to start to think about those things and, and she'll realize that. And, and those are things that like you can never go back and, and undo or, 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 uh, change those things. And so, um, Maybe that's an unintended consequence. Maybe it's uh, very conscious in the moment for some people. But, uh, you know, leading yourself first, leading always, those those are I, – I think those are, are inextricably linked to actions being aligned with values. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, and and I do. I want to talk about the book, but you just keep bringing up these these nuggets that uh, I, I want to go through for people. Um, and and what we found is, um, as an aside, the more real that we are on our podcast the more the message gets out there. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not Mike sitting up on high and telling everybody, you, you should do this, you should do that. I go through the same um, struggles, the obstacle, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. obstacle, Ryan uh, Holiday, the obstacle is the way. Like, it's, yeah. it's these are put in our path. So my daughter, Point Pleasant Beach, you were down here. It's a very small uh, uh, town, 3,000 3, people or so, and, and she got to play some really good soccer down here, and she's like, I, I, I want to I challenge myself. This is, this is at the time she's a freshman in high school. I want to challenge myself. I want to uh, try out for the Olympic training program. I'm like, okay, go for it. Let's see what happens. The worst thing's going to happen. So she does that. She does really well. She then decides, I want to play at an even higher level than I'm playing now. And I'm like, all right, well, there's only like two programs in the state where you can play. And those girls are playing at a division one level. Um, you, you would you would really be coming against the competition of, of or the hardest competition in the country. So she tries out and makes it. And we're traveling 150 miles round trip. After two years of doing this four days a week, she she number one. She was the best player down here. She goes up there, and she's just another player. She plays behind a girl that's committed to University of Pittsburgh, um, Boston College, University of Vermont, like the high Division One players. Yeah. And she has a choice. Ryan, we're talking a 15- and 16-year-old. So she has a choice. She gets She gets knocked down again and again and again, and she has a choice. Do I quit or do I push forward? And she, in, in, in credit to her, she kept pushing forward. And it, it allowed her to realize in this two-year period that she could play with anybody. She's mm-hmm. on the field. She wasn't getting a lot of playing time, but when she was on the field, she just made it happen and still didn't get a lot of playing time. So she says, I, I realize this, Dad, that I don't want to play Division One soccer. I want a full college experience. This little school down in Virginia really likes me. I'd like to go and visit. And from there, she had the, the, the intelligence, emotional intelligence, to say, I want a full college experience. I want a good coach. I want to be near the beach. I want it warm. Um, and I want a program that's going to have my degree. And this school checked it all off for her. And soccer was the vehicle that allowed her to do it. But the bigger picture was, just like you said, it was a line in the sand. Like most kids, we see it all the time. Most people, once they get knocked down once, they turn around and walk away. Yeah, and that's – there's a lot in there and some overlap with my uh, – high school experience as well. And, and I think, um, you know, for, for your daughter to be able to realize now that she has that strength that, you know, she can get knocked down, that she can get benched or get turned down or, or get overlooked or however that plays out or, or 
whatever that narrative might be for, for somebody else, you know, for her to be able to draw on that for the rest of her life. And, and, and you know, I, I get to work with a lot of current and a lot of former athletes. And, you know, one of the things that over my 15, almost 20 years now of, of helping people, you know, there, there's something that we learn from sports that carries over into every other area of our life. And, and even uh, people in, with military experience, I, I noticed this as well, but there's, there's coachability. Um, people are used to being coached. They're used to being a part of teams. Um, they're used to being, um, you know, they're used to competing. They're used to people actively trying to prevent them mm -hmm. from carrying out their objectives. Right. Like if you're if you're playing soccer, there's 11 other people on the other team trying to stop you from putting the ball in the net. Yeah. Uh, if you play basketball, there's five other people trying to stop you at all times, you know, in, in and then. So when we get into business, if you're an entrepreneur or, or in the professional world, there's nobody stopping you physically stopping you from picking up the phone call and making the call that you need to make. Like it's really easy because there's no active opposition other than yourself. And I think in kind of relating this to what we're talking about is, you know, uh, with with mental mastery and, and being able to pursue your goals. When, when people come from a background of sports and, and they realize, like, I can get knocked down, I can take these hits, I, I can keep going. There's there's just such a, a resolve that, that gets built into uh, us as individuals that that I think just I don't think that it can be overstated how important that is. Um, and, and I just, I see that time and time again with entrepreneurs and business owners that I work with who are former athletes and they just bring that mindset to the rest of their lives. Um, the other thing that I, I picked up on that I thought was really cool is, um, you know, you mentioned how long the drive is to, you know, back and forth. And, you know, I played, um, travel soccer when I was in high school as well. And, and sure. we didn't have to drive that far, but my, uh, our practices were, probably 45 minutes to an hour away from, you know, where we lived. Yep. And when I was in high school, my mom worked an hour from our house in a different direction. So this is something that, again, like I had very little conscious awareness of this at the time. I mean, I was, you know, your typical 15 to 18 year old guy who, you know, didn't really give much thought to what his parents did to make things happen for them. Um, but as I look back, you know, I, I, my parents' actions showed me what was important to them. And, and I have learned so much about, you know, how to show up for the people who are in my life uh, that I care about. Um, you know, my mom would drive an hour to work, drive an hour home from work, take me to soccer practice an hour across town, wait, and then drive me home. And, you know, we'd be getting home at like eight or nine o'clock at night. And like, I mean, that's that's a lot of sacrifice. Yes. Um, for, for a parent. And, um, you know, I'm forever grateful for that, both for what they actually did in the moment, but also for the, for the lessons downstream from that. And, um, you know, again, these are just touching on what we said earlier about leading always and, and kind of that impact that you make through, uh, the way you show up and, and what you show the people in your lives about what matters to you. Yeah. It, it's really interesting. You know, my health is number one, family's number two. Without my health, I don't have my family. I could have made millions of dollars. I can have the wealth. I could have all of those um, things, but without that health, 
number one. And number two, I want to spend time with my family. Like uh, I just heard the other day that your children will spend 93% of their time ever with you by the time they're 18. So no matter how long they live and you live after that, 7% of the time combined. So that's wow. how important, like, that, again, that that's life-changing to me. Like, we've got, I have friends of mine who have kids the same age, and, like, you see the kids going out and into the world, and, like, oh, my God, we only have this time with these yeah. humans. Yeah. And if I'm out chasing all these other things, I've lost. Mm-hmm. I've lost. So trying to balance this, 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 my wife says it all the time because she's way smarter than me, um, that the time spent with her driving, having meals together, her away games were down in Virginia, uh, Boston, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. Like that time spent is an investment in the relationship with your children. Yeah, there's um, I forget the person who who's put this out there, but um, and I'm sure it has a name, but I don't I don't even remember what it is. But there's a a, a document that you can print out and it has squares and it's supposed to represent like one square is supposed to represent one day. OK. And and there's uh, one square for uh, the average number of days that that we live Um, so like whatever our life expectancy is now. And so, you know, if you're 40 years old, then you go ahead and you color in the first 40 years worth of squares. And then it's supposed to visually represent the amount of time on average that you would have left. And every single one of those squares is a day. And it's just a reminder that, you know, however you choose to spend your day is like you are trading one of your days on this planet to do that thing. A hundred percent. And you know, on those, like, that's, that's a very visual reminder for us as individuals. But then, uh, another friend of mine has, um, daughters and his oldest daughter, I, I forget exactly how old she is now, but, um, maybe five or six. And he calculated the number of weekends that they have until she goes away to college. Absolutely. And, and so if you've got, you know, 50 weekends in a year and she's going to be in college and, you know, 10 years, then he's got like 500 weekends sure. with his daughter. And he's, he's looking at it in that way. And he's like, how do I want to spend this time with her? And, you know, we don't have kids. And so I'm not used to thinking about it in the terms of, you know, time with my kids, sure. but like for, for people who do like that, I mean, and, and everything you're saying, I mean, that's just, those are such powerful reminders. And if that is a value of yours, then it's even more powerful. And, and it's such a great check-in with, okay, this is what I said is important to me. How do I set up my days? How do I make sure that, you know, I can be there and, and, and spend my time doing these things with these people? It, it's truly and, and that is a that is self-actualization. But it's also that is a successful life yeah. like that. You're an active participant in your own life, but also mm-hmm. in the lives of your family. That's success. And and that will flow, success will flow not just to you, but through you in everything that you do going forward. And, and I see this in business. Yeah. Go ahead. 
Mm-hmm. No, I just I, I love that. And I think one of the words that comes to mind is 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 intention. Right. Yes. And like you say, like to be an active participant, we have to be we have to be intentional about this. And, and, and it requires forethought and planning. And, um, you know, that's just something that the busier we get, the easier it is to not do that. But I would argue the more important it becomes to to do that and to be intentional and, and to uh, to be very disciplined with with time management, how we choose to spend our time. Um, because, you know, that's that that really is one of the I mean, I don't want to call it a commodity. So maybe an asset. I mean, that's our most valuable asset is is our time. hundred percent. Right. I just I could talk to you all day. You, you're you're a great storyteller. Um, you're so full of information and, and understanding. But I did want to let me let me just pick your brain on a couple of things that I read in, in the book so that people get a feel for obviously they they'll love to have you on the show again you're super smart very well versed um talk to me about what is what is can't versus won't <laughs> so this is another one that that stems from new jersey connections uh so as part of that mastermind paul uh is friends with uh john carlton okay famous, uh, very successful copywriter. And he was on a, uh, a conference call with us and, and sharing some lessons that he's learned throughout his career uh, in business with, with all of us. And, um, he shared this lesson that, um, when we say I can't, what we're really saying is I won't do what is necessary to, and then fill in the blank with whatever the thing is. And so, you know, if we if we carry this out, um, you know, I could say, you know, I can't play soccer at an Olympic level. Well, I have all the tools required to do so. But I'm not willing to do I'm not willing to put in the work to get there. Um, or I could say, you know, I can't shoot a three pointer like Steph Curry. I can't play the guitar like Bruce Springsteen. Well, again, I have the physical tools. I have the 10 fingers. I have the two hands. I have the arms, right? If I did the work that they did to cultivate and develop those skills, then I could do that. So it's, it's again, it's, it's self-awareness and, you know, it's, it's taking responsibility. Uh, it's extreme ownership, if you will. Um, and saying it, it's, it's not letting ourselves off the hook. And so when I had the gym, this became a rule at the gym um, and, and it was permanently written on one of the walls and it just said can't equals won't. And you were not allowed to say I can't mm-hmm. in the gym. Mm-hmm. And um, when, when we did seal fit, uh, part of the um, physical stuff that we did were uh, we did no handed burpees. <laughs> and every time I tell the story, people are always like, oh, can you demo that for me? I'm like, you're going to demo it. Put your hands behind your back and do a burpee. <laughs> and uh, and they're exactly what they sound like. Um, and the, the rule at, at House of Strength was not only do you have to do 10 no handed burpees, but everybody in the facility has to do no handed burpees. Uh, and, and so my my intention with that was to get everybody to understand how their actions and thoughts impacted, you know, the ecosystem and their environment around them. Um, and, and it was also sort of um, behavior modification 
therapy uh, of sorts to, to start programming people to, you know, stop thinking that way. And, and so, you know, people would always say, well, well, what if I'm injured and, and, you know, I physically can't. And I'm like, well, so what you do is you say, like, you raise your hand and you say, like, you know, I have this, this and this going on and I'm not physically able to, you know, perform this movement right now. I need an alternative. And so immediately it just interrupts this pattern that we have. Um, and, and I mean, I think you'll appreciate this yep. uh, with, with the work that you do that, you know, I, I, I when somebody says muscle memory, that is nails on the chalkboard to me because muscles do not have the capacity for memory. Um, what they're really referring to is neurological wiring. Yep. And, uh, you know, this, this is, you know, it, it's a physical, like neurological wiring can be a physical thing, like riding a bike or, you know, swinging a golf club, but it's also mental. And, and we have these mental processes and, and stories and patterns that are just so deeply wired that we have to find a way to interrupt them uh, and, and to start to work on that behavior change. And it starts with, the, our thought patterns and our belief systems. And so, you know, that's why that was such a powerful lesson uh, that I wanted to make sure was, was something that we really embedded into uh, the, the culture of, of what we did at the gym. Absolutely. Do me a favor. Let's go down that rabbit hole a little deeper. Talk to me um, about mindset and upgrading your operating system. Cause I think it falls wow. right in line yeah. with what you're, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, that's, that's a really, it's a huge topic. I yeah. mean, I think we could do a whole podcast on that. So, you know, I think, um, give me a takeaway. Give me a takeaway. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, like I was starting to kind of touch on there where we all have these belief systems and I, I would, I, I always make the analogy of, uh, sort of like a computer, right. And, and your, um, your computer has hardware and then it runs software uh, on that. And so if we look at our brain, um, you know, our brain and, and the parts of the brain that you would find in anatomy class, you know, that would be our hardware. And then the, the software that we run is, you know, our, our thought processes and our programming and our patterning, um, our belief systems. Um, and then sort of the, the power, right. The, the plugging it in, whether you're running on a electricity or a battery, you know, that's, you know, how well do we fuel this thing? Like, and that's where, you know, sleep and food and all these other components come in. And so, you know, for, for people like us who are really intrigued by the science of, of performance from a mental and a physical standpoint, you know, that becomes a really fascinating um, thing to explore. And I think, you know, we can, we can look at that as a three pronged approach, right? The, the, the energy systems, the, the hardware, you know, there's things that we can do that, that improve our hardware, um, you know, things that would maybe increase synapse density or, you know, along those lines or, uh, but, but the, the area where we usually spend most of, at least I spend most of my time is, is on the software. That's the, the belief system and, um, getting people, uh, you know, we, we don't, we're, we're not given a user's manual for, you know, this, this human body that we have. And, you know, we're not taught any of that stuff in, in high school or college. Right. And, and I think, you know, as you mentioned earlier with your daughter, that that emotional intelligence, you know, if, if EQ could become part of, you know, standard curriculum in high school, I mean, wow, wow. What, what an impact yeah. we could make in young people's lives, 100%. right? Um, and, you know, I think that's, first and foremost, it's understanding um, the the biology and psychology and physiology that is part of every single one of us. 
And then if we can understand that, then we can start to recognize what's happening to us in real time on a daily basis. Um, and then we can remove the judgment. And so that's where we really start to get into trouble is we, we start to judge ourselves for, you know, feeling a certain way or, um, you know, not having the energy. And, you know, if we can understand that, let's see, try to give you an example. Um, so just last week, uh, one of my coaching clients, you know, was having a really bad day. And, and we have this thing that we talk about called lower level and higher level thinking. And, you know, she knew she, she wrote me an email and, and she didn't send it until the next day. And, she, and the next day she said, I didn't send it because I knew that in that moment I was in my lower level thinking. And I was like, you know, that's a win in itself to even be at your lowest level thinking and, and questioning whether or not something is right for you. And if you're on the right path in your life or not, and in that moment to still say like, you know what, I'm not going to send this because I know I'm not me right now. Yeah. I'm not the version of me. Yeah. Um, and, and to have just, just that awareness. And so this is something that's in the book a lot. And, and I talk about it a lot is, um, awareness creates choice. And so much of what we've already talked about today, you know, just having an awareness of these things affords us the choice, the choice to continue down that current path. Or the choice to, you know, realign with values if we're off course or, you know, to stay aligned with values. And um, it, it, the, the rest of that sort of lesson is that, you know, I, I, what I told her is that particular day I happened to be spending the day with um, uh, some world champion competitive archers. And, and these guys are talking to me about the same things. And, it, you know, the thing that I told her and the thing that I tell everybody I work with is like, we, we think that everybody has it together. And I think you, you touched on this earlier where, you know, the more vulnerable and the more honest and authentic we can be on podcasts like this. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there who want you to believe that every single day they are, you know, on the top of their game and in the best mood and ready to crush it and, you know, do whatever. And, you know, I, I don't think that's like, I've never met a person that that is 100% true for. And, for the people who put that face or front on for social media, A, if I don't think it's real, and, and B, if it is real, what are they running from? What are they hiding from? It, because, you know, in order to have to get to that place and show up that way on a daily basis, um, and maybe this isn't making sense without names, but I'm not going to name names, uh, but I think you understand what I'm, the oh, point 100%. I'm trying to make. Um, and so, so the point is just, you know, to understand, you know, how we're wired, you know, what feelings are, why they're there, um, how they can sort of overstep their boundaries and the trouble that that can get us into. Um, most of the decisions that we make on a daily basis are made based on feelings. Yes. Um, and Antonio Damasio is the, the researcher who has, has figured this out, uh, several years ago. And, and so this is the, the reason for the title of the book and, and, you know, what he found is that 95% of the decisions we make are made based on how we feel in that moment. And so I always ask people, um, you know, why did you wear the shirt that you're wearing right now? Um, you know, and most people are like, well, I woke up this morning and this is what I felt like wearing. Right. And that's a great example of, you know, uh, a feelings based decision. Mm -hmm. And, um, if, if we are to, the bigger our goal, the longer it's going to take to realize that goal. Yep. And, you know, let's use your daughter, for example, of, you know, let's say that we have a, you know, a 15 year old um, athlete who says, I want to play sports in college. There are so many micro decisions from that initial 
statement at 15 to showing up as a freshman at 18 uh, on your first day of college that have to go the right way. Yes. That, that have to be made aligned with that singular value or, or goal in order for that to happen. You have to, you know, wake up early and go to training sessions. You have to show up at practice. And it's not just showing up. It's being intentional and, and putting in that, that deep work and being consistent and eating right and, you know, getting good grades and saying no to certain parties and saying no to certain other opportunities. And like all those little decisions have to be made along the way. And if you make those decisions in the moment based on how you feel, you're a lot more likely to go off track. Yes. Um, you know, if back to our bring it full circle, back to our original conversation with drawing the line in the sand at seal fit. If I'd chosen based on my feelings, I would have sat down and quit. Yes. And we wouldn't be having this conversation today. Correct. 100 um, percent. My wife and I have these conversations frequently. M most people, if they put their mind to it, supported by their goals, can accomplish anything they chose to. If you said today, Ryan, I my goal is to climb Mount Everest. That is that is that is the capstone. And then if you did all the work to support that, and we're talking about getting up at three in the morning to start climbing to, you know, and regardless of how you felt about it, you yeah. could climb Mount Everest at some, you know, mm -hmm. it's a long game. It may take you five to seven yeah. years to acquire the skill set, um, the, the financial support. But you, if that is your goal and that's what you want, you, most people can do that. Unfortunately, I think most people are kind of lost in the in the soup of it. And that's when somebody like yourself comes along, writes a phenomenal book. Um, I, I want to share it with the world that, that happens. I am a I, a, you know, value is education, both teaching and learning. And when I learn something, I want to share it. I'm a sharer by nature. I want everybody to get something out of it. And and I, I love the book. I didn't want to give too much away. Um, I'm really cognizant of your time. Is, is there anything that you want to say to wrap up? You know, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. And it, a lot of times um, when we were trying to come up with the subtitle for the book and, and the, the subtitle is, you know, Master Your Mind, Accomplish Any Goal, um, and become a more significant human. But, but to me, the, the big part there is that second one is accomplish any goal. And I know that sounds audacious. And I know, you know, if I go into a room and I say, I don't care what your goal is, I can help you accomplish it. You know, that's, that's not me trying to be boastful about me. That's just my belief in what you said that, that as humans, there's really, I don't think there's anything that we cannot do. And this goes back to the can't equals won't. If you're willing yep. to put in the work yes. for whatever it is that you want, you can do it. It's it's really that simple. Now, simple doesn't – it's not easy, right? Simple is not complicated. Easy would imply lack of effort, and that's never really going to be the case for anything worthwhile. But whether you want to climb Mount Everest or start a business or write a book or you know get a college scholarship, there are – hundreds, thousands, millions of people who have done those things. So it's within the realm of human possibility for you to do it. It's just, are you going to do the work required? Can you keep showing up and do what is required to make it happen for you? 
And that's all I want for people is to be able to, whether that means getting out of your own way or, you know, stop doubting yourself or, you know, changing those belief systems, but for your actions to align with those values and for you to create the life that you want for yourself. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll leave it yeah. at that for today. And, um, you know, if we want to come back and do another one, we'll, we'll do that at some, Absolutely. at a later that point. That sounds fantastic. Um, you can find Ryan at, uh, he has a podcast, which I listen to and, and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, the better human project, highly recommend it. Um, the book, I cannot highly recommend it enough. F your feelings. We left out the expletive because I think it's important because I do have some younger folks that listen to the podcast. Not that they would be offended, but, um, we just want to get it out to as many people as possible. I will leave all the information in the show notes that we went over today, including the talking points. Um, as we were talking, Ryan, uh, Uncle Mike sent me a picture of you <laughs> on the beach leapfrogging over him. You <laughs> the, the leapfrog picture yes. at Seal Fit. Yes, you can't make yeah. that up. <laughs> that is stellar, dude. That is unbelievable. So... I believe one. I know one of his members. I believe his name was Lee. Uh, one of his members from the gym followed us around for the entire day and took some amazing photos. Um, Uncle Mike might still have the link, but there were hundreds of photos, awesome. and they were amazing. That awesome. Um, and that that was one of the ones that I had saved, and, and I just posted it the other that day. That is so, so cool. Yeah. Um, so, folks, if you like what you heard, please go to iTunes and leave a review for us. Um, we would appreciate a five-star review. It helps us to help others find the work that we're doing and get the word out. So if you could do that, we would be greatly appreciative. Um, all Everything that we talk about will be in the show notes, links to Ryan's podcast, links to the book, um, also some of the talking points that we've gone through. Um, we'll have that in, in the show notes as well. So Ryan, really thank you for your time. I really had a great time talking to you. Um, and I am sure we will have you back on. It's Dr. Noah and I'm back. I suspect you love listening to this week's podcast release. Our book of the month is F your feelings, master your mind, accomplish anything and become a more significant human by Ryan Muncy. We absolutely love this book and the author, a must read. The link will be in the emails, social media, and our show notes, so check it out. Our product of the month is Kavaplex, full-spectrum kava oil. Kava has been used for thousands of years and is enjoyed by millions as a drink when it's prepared in the traditional way by kneading and squeezing the root powder in water for some time. Now it is available when you need it without all the time and hassle in a full-spectrum oil product from True Kava called Kavaplex. I first tried this product after receiving it in a biohacking quarterly box and fell in love with it. You can check it out at our website and you can receive 20% off using the code capital B, capital Y, capital W, capital G, capital K, capital A, capital V, capital A, BYWG, Kava. The supplement of the month for March is Stress Rebalancer. This is a specially selected blend of vitamins, adaptogens, herbs, and amino acids that help counteract the negative effects of stress on the body. By reducing cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone, improving immune function, acting as 
antioxidants against free radical formation, improving muscle relaxation, calming the brain, and reducing anxiety and mild depression and helping with better sleep. This is a one-stop shop for managing the physical impacts of stress. The 10% discount code for the month of March is Stress Relief 10 and can be used online or at the office. If you have any questions or comments, please never hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you for your time and be awesome and never unawesome.